Hello everyone and welcome to this edition of the All The Anime Podcast brought to you by AllTheAnime.com That is our official website where you can get the details on our upcoming and already available releases and if you want to hit us up on social media make sure you find us at Facebook.com forward slash AllTheAnime and Twitter.com forward slash AllTheAnime I am Jeremy Graves and I am joined in the office studio today by... Andy Hanley and some guy who works here. He's back from his wedding. Well, not your wedding, but... Well, yeah, because that was a few years ago now. <laughs> it was a very long honeymoon, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just got back from that, yeah, yeah. How was it? In short, how was it? Because we may mention the fact you were down at a wedding last week, so how was it? It, uh, it was a beautiful event with beautiful people. Awesome! And was it good weather for it as well? Yeah, yeah, the weather helped, which is fortunate, because the ceremony was outside, so... Uh, <laughs> that would have been a bit shit if it had gone all uh, pear-shaped on us, but no, that, the weather held, it was, uh, it was a good gathering, the uh, booze flowed, there was plentiful food, and a good time was had by all. <laughs> I'm just imagining now if the weather had gone a bit pear-shaped and suddenly you just erect a marquee <laughs> to have the wedding in. But was there an option for an indoor venue if there was an emergency backup? Yeah, yeah, they, they had a they had an indoor park. Oh, okay, happened. that's so, right. Yeah, the actual ceremony itself was like outside, uh, underneath this kind of bower. Ima- this imagine, if, imagine if you just gambled it purely on. Imagine if you gambled it just purely alone on the fact it was going to be outside, and you didn't have a backup plan in place. Well, the the per the person whose wedding it was, it's the uh, the sort of person where that wouldn't have been an issue because you know that they uh, they organise the sunshine because ju- that's just how good they are. It would it uh, it was perfect. It wouldn't have been any other way because mm. uh, they 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 do not settle for anything less than perfection in all that they do. <laughs> So yes, everyone, it is... Uh, what squad are we? Because it's not C-squad, but I think we're a bit better than D-squad, so what are we today? <laughs> B- B-minus squad. I'm, I'm going to go with Jack squad. Jeremy, Andy, Keith. Jack! There, there you go. There you go. Jack squad. Yeah. <laughs> we jack all day, we jack all day. <laughs> <laughs> this went wrong so quickly. Are we... So, okay, are we better than Jack in, in Tekken? Like, the robot? Is it Jack the, Jack the Yeah, robot? Jack's the big robot. The one who kind of looks like Android 16 from God, Dragon Ball. It's been Ball, a long it? time since I played Tekken, actually. Yeah. The last Tekken 7's great. I, don't, I think the last Tekken I played was years ago. Bloody Tekken Tag Tournament. That's oh, the last mate, time I Tekken was. Tag. I, when the PS2 first came out, I think it was that. And the, the games I got with my one were Tekken Tag, SSX, the snowboarding game, which was always damn good, and then Time Splitters. Oh, Time Splitters. Classic. You Absolute cannot go wrong. Classic. I'm still gutted that that's probably never going to come back as a franchise, but Overwatch is pretty much the next best thing now. To Overwatch that. is fantastic. Mm-hmm. I love Overwatch, even though I suck balls at it. <laughs> now, did you indulge at all in the Summer Games, Keith? Uh, I managed to just scrape in uh, some playtime in the last 48 hours. Mm. Well... <laughs> Purely just to get the, the few points I get for qualifying, I also uh, did my uh, season... What was it? Season 5? Oh, the, the competitive stuff? Yeah, I did my Season 5 qualifiers just so I could get my uh, little allocation of points for that, even though it's that was ending at the same time as the summer games. <laughs> but yeah, I managed to, uh, with a mixture of play and just buying a load of loot boxes, because, you know, I had 
didn't yeah. have much time left. Managed to get a few of the uh, skins I was after. So, mm. not the one I really wanted though, which was uh, what battle bag. Yeah, God, the, what, what is? I think there's an official name for that skin. It's the, the Scorcher skin or something, isn't it? No, no. I mean, I just, I just call it, you know, barbecue battle dad. But uh, <laughs> barbecue battle dad <laughs> sounds like made for some kind of barbecue sauce company. Uh, there, there's, I'll, I'll, I'll look it up later. It was something like uh, I don't know, Chef Battle Dad. We're, we're, we're getting sidetracked. But, uh, but yes, folks, thank you for listening to the show. We hope you're enjoying it so far. The, the, the random chatter we've got. Did, Just, you, did you take it up market last week? I tried to. We actually talked anime last week. I'm glad you've listened back to the show, Keith. Really appreciate it. Oh, you talked about <laughs> anime. God, what the hell is wrong with you? Yeah, man? yeah. And if you want to listen to past podcasts, everybody, make sure you hit up the archive. If you go to blog.alltheanime.com, search for podcast, you'll be able to find a dedicated tag where all of them are archived. Or hit up our SoundCloud feed or go to iTunes where you can download all past episodes there. That said, that's assuming SoundCloud is still about next week because seemingly every week there's a threat that it's about to close down. Yeah, that, that is an enjoyable weekly question. Like, oh good, SoundCloud still exists and we haven't lost all of our podcasts. <laughs> do we have those backed up somewhere? I assume. Uh, on my hard drive, yeah, pretty we, much. So we do have them. Oh yeah. In the event of catastrophic I, I, don't delete, I pretty much don't delete anything. We're, we're professionals here. Of course we have a backup of everything. <laughs> Because <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I have no idea what that's a reference to, but alright. No, I just remembered something I saw in my email box. I'm just like, oh, yeah, generally we're fine. <laughs> it's, why we, it's why we have the NAS now. There you go. There so you we go. have room for everything. <laughs> right, so let's pay some bills, everybody. First of all, if you've not got your pre-order in yet for the limited edition set of the Tokyo Ghoul OVAs Jack and Pinto, which is exclusive to alltheanime.com, make sure you head over there now and get your pre-order in. It will be coming out later this month, simply at a time when it is ready to be shipped because it's exclusive to us. Therefore, no need for a set release date, as it were, just the month of September. Then... Well, actually, I should also may mention that the standard edition Blu-ray and DVDs of Tokyo Ghoul Jack and Pinto are available now. And if you if you kept kept attention, that's not a word. If you kept paying attention to our social media feeds, you may have noticed we found them in HMV as well. So you can get them from brick and mortar shops, as some of our our US brethren say. Do they? Yeah, brick and mortar apparently is a thing. Well, yeah, I, I've I've heard the term before. I didn't realise it was some kind of US specific. Yeah, they also say mum and pop, or mum and pop. Mom and Pop. <laughs> yeah, I don't think HMV is really a Mom and Pop store, though, is it really? It might have been at one point. I mean, its mascot's a dog, and that can't be either a Mom or a Pop, so. <laughs> it goes <laughs> back to the original meaning, doesn't it? His master's voice. Indeed. Imagine if the HMV mascot was a pug. <laughs> pug life. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> In terms of what else is coming out this month, everybody, on the 18th of September, we have got the standard edition Blu-ray of Escaflone the movie. And for those wondering, yes, it does include the original Bandai English audio, the English audio done by Funimation this uh, last year, sorry, that was kickstarted, and also includes the original Japanese audio with subtitles as well. Also on the 18th of September, part two of Charlotte. That'll be available on DVD and as a limited collector's edition Blu-ray plus DVD set. Probably expect to see some photos of that coming very soon, actually, because we're looking on schedule for that, aren't we, Keith? All is looking good. Yeah, thanks to everyone for their patience on that, because I, I know this date coming up wasn't the original one, because, uh, yeah, as ever, unexpected problems. Anime! Oh, God, every collector's edition is its own unique, special, wonderful child. <laughs> 
And you know, after over two years here, it still amazes me how many things can go wrong in the production process. And it's... sometimes the things you least suspect. Oh God, yeah. So much. 25th of September, everybody. The standard edition DVD of the Anthem of the Heart will be available to add to your collection. Also, Blaz Blue Alter Memory. That is a title we are distributing for Funimation on Blu-ray, which I think is quite apt because if we were only doing that on DVD, it would just seem a bit weird. Blaz Blue. Sorry, Blaze Blue. I keep getting that wrong. I've got to get that out of my brain. I was about to correct you. Is it actually Blaze Blue? It is actually Blaze Blue. I've been calling it Blaz Blue for years. Yeah, that's the thing. Andy and I were having a conversation about it the other day. It's one of those things sometimes that you, the way you first think something is phrased, and that's just how you go with it. But it doesn't have an E on it. They're, they're Japan. It's, it's, it's like blame, isn't it? Yeah. Which is meant to be blam, apparently. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I only found out for definite myself when I got to interview the creators of those games. And I had to go into that interview and be very careful about it. So tell me about your popular video game series. <laughs> <laughs> in, the hope, in the hope that they would then say it themselves so that I knew whether it was Blaz or Blaze. But they said Blaze Blue, so that is what it is, clearly. Right. So that's uh, CSR on Blaze Blue Alter Memory is coming to Blu-ray. That's no, good. I've made my choice. Blaze Blue. <laughs> it's like GIF and JIF. BB Alter Memory is coming <laughs> to Blu-ray. <laughs> uh, also on that day, 23rd September, Fairy Tale Part 18, everybody. We're already at Part 18, Keith. Oh, good God. Better sort out Part 19 then, haven't Yeah, you? right. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to find out more about upcoming releases, everybody, as we mentioned at the top of the show, visit alltheanime.com. Um. So, let's talk about some events we've got coming up, because it's a bit of... We're getting to, to busy time, as it were, here at... Well, let's, let's put it like, even more busier time than usual here at Anime Limited. Is uh, the period of reaffection that we call Hell Month? Yeah. Exactly, and I don't, I don't think we actually mentioned it at the top of the show, but uh, we're actually recording this uh, for once on the day it's being released, this podcast, on the 8th of September. It's a rare, can we record in the morning, quickly turn it around and get it up? Sort of scenario here. So at the time you think of recording, you can get it up by this afternoon. Jeremy? Oh, Keith, I hate you. Can 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 Team oh. Jack assist you with getting it up this afternoon? Anyway, tomorrow, that being Saturday the 9th of September, everybody, if you are in the Glasgow area, make sure you come along to the Glasgow Film Theatre for the UK premiere of Night Is Short, Walk On Girl. An event which is going to be not only really great fun just to be able to see the film on the big screen, but also because Director Masaki Iwasa will be in attendance and will be taking part in, in a talk Q&A session after. It's going to be a grand old time. Then, a couple of days later, if you're heading down to good old London, England, because I just remember we're in Scotland here in Glasgow, so I nearly said that wrong. Yes, yes, we are. But, um, but yes, we're heading down to London on the 11th of September at the Picture House Central in Piccadilly. Apologies for anyone for the confusion if Stratford was previously mentioned, but Picture House Central in Piccadilly, London... There is a special event there for Night is Short, Walk on Girl. We'll also feature director Masaki Oasa being in attendance to take part in a Q&A session. And in an event, which we can already say officially, has sold out and has been upgraded to a larger screen. That is just how popular it is, because it is such a good film. It's really, really good fun. So if you guys get a chance to, to come to either of these events, really, really urge you to do so. Also worth mentioning that the, the Glasgow event is in conjunction with Scotland Loves Anime and the Glasgow Youth Film Festival. So make sure you come along to that event if you can tomorrow. Speaking of Scotland, actually, it's a fairly nice segue. Uh, might as well make mention of Scotland Loves Anime because that film festival is rolling around pretty damn quickly. It's going to be happening in October in Glasgow and Edinburgh. 
Information to be coming very, very soon, if you haven't already found some already. Probably within the next week, we reckon, Andy, possibly? Yeah, if, if not before then, it's uh, it's pretty much ready to go by all accounts. So it's uh, it's really just a case of uh, when it actually lands on the, uh, the internet. Indeed. So uh, keep an eye on Love's Animation on Twitter, and I believe it's facebook.com forward slash loves.animation on Facebook. I said that wrong. You know what I mean? Search for Scott and Love's Anime on Facebook. You'll find it. Or go to lovesanimation.com. That's the actual website for it. You're intelligent people. You can work it out. Google.com. <laughs> <laughs> and um, speaking of, actually, another quick SLA note for you. That uh, there is going to be the Crunchyroll Movie Night coming over that was held in, that's going to be held in the US, or has been held, has in, the been US, held in the US. Has been held in the US. For The Ancient Magus's Bride, where you can catch the first three episodes of that show that are going to be simulcasting from October on Crunchyroll. You can actually catch those on the big screen going to be shown at the Glasgow GFT on Saturday 23rd of September and on Sunday the 1st of October at the Edinburgh Filmhouse in an event which I'm, I'm calling Crunchyroll Cross Scotland Loves Anime because, you know, it's a partnership type thing. It's pretty cool. Yep, pretty yeah, nice. It doesn't flow off the tongue too well, though. Just think, is there, is there a way we can crunch this together? To oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shitty puns today. Oh, God, <laughs> blame my wife for that. <laughs> I'm sure she'll be delighted. Oh, she's yeah, yeah. the pun queen. That is true, actually. Mm. Fairness. Shout out to Claire. <laughs> Thanks, sweetie. And uh, Speaking of more events, actually, I mentioned Saturday the 23rd of October because that weekend, the 23rd and 24th of October, is MCM Glasgow Comic Con. It is that weekend. Keith is giving me a really weird look, but I did check before we started recording. You did just say October, right? Did I? Yeah. 23rd and 24th of September, everybody, because I'm clearly just thinking about October right now. <laughs> 23rd and 24th of September is the MCM Scotland Comic Con in Glasgow at the SECC. We're going to be there. There will be an anime guest of honor and an anime guest of honor panel. Expect more news to come about that very, very soon. There should be an all the anime panel as well. And I believe there will also be a Scotland Loves Anime panel that weekend. And heck, if you want to make a weekend out of it, get a weekend ticket. You can go to MCM in the morning, then you can pop over to the GFT in the afternoon to watch Ancient Magus's Bride, then you've got all day Sunday to go back to MCM Glasgow, Scotland. It's a whole host of things going on, Keith. It's a smorgasbord of anime delights. Oh, tremendous use of that word. Yeah, that is my word of the day, I've decided. <laughs> I will see if I can put it into every email. <laughs> I, I dare you. Yeah, the licensors will love that. Japan will love you when you, said, when you send them a couple of trailers for approval or something. Yeah, Go, I have a this board of approvals for you, Japan. <laughs> Please enjoy. <laughs> just the, the idea of a, of a licensor reading and just going, what? <laughs> It's like, mm, yes, we won't deal with this company again. Or just go, we do not hold the title Smorgasbord. <laughs> yeah, I could see that as an anime show title, couldn't mm. you? Yeah, I, I could see myself sitting down and watching an episode of Smorgasbord. <laughs> sort of a Swedish-Japanese co-production, perhaps. Yeah. <laughs> About ninjas. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you know what, speaking of ninjas, might as well be a good segue as any to talk about some stuff that we've been watching over the past week and so. I've been watching a bit more Boruto. I watched a few more episodes from where I got to. Still really liking it. They are now moving on to the backstory of one of the of a couple of the other main principal characters. That if you've seen the Boruto movie, it's kind of the other two main characters in that, as it were, from from the youth that they're highlighting in the show. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to that. And there was a wonderful moment with uh, with Sakura and her daughter Sarada, and the father is Sasuke, who's just nowhere to be seen because he's doing his own thing. <gasps> Spoiler. Oh, no. 
Um, spoiler! But um, there was a wonderful moment where Sakura's finally got a day off from work and she's going for like a day trip somewhere with Eno. And then she says to Sarada, oh, I don't want to leave you here on your own. It's like, ah, oh, well, don't go on the trip then. <laughs> and then she's like, okay, like, can I, can I bring you anything back? And then she just went, a dad would be nice. Oh. <laughs> and then Sakura's response is just like, oh, don't be like that. <laughs> your, your dad has, has these things that he needs to do. <laughs> That's pretty much what she said, actually. He, he, he needs his brooding time, for God's sake. Yeah, so I'm hoping this is leading to a, a bit more backstory with Sarada, like getting to meet, like maybe meet Sasuke and maybe having a big battle or something. I don't know, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Mm. I've seen I've seen people losing their minds on social media about the latest episode that aired this week. It has some incredible animation in it and a really awesome. cool fight scene. So uh, people seem to be, be getting kind of into Boruto, it has to be said. Awesome. I think I'm about three episodes behind now so uh, yeah still really really enjoying that and, and Keith I know you wanted to bring something to the table that you've been watching recently because you caught it on Netflix didn't you yeah I was sitting down the other night and I thought I'd actually uh, br- bring up uh, my uh, list of shows that I'd added to my list mm. your ever growing and never decreasing watch list that yeah so I thought you know maybe I should actually watch some of these for a change instead of falling into the usual Netflix trap of just scrolling through stuff and then never actually watching anything <laughs> But no, no, I actually fired up some anime and I watched, uh, well, Blame, as I thought it was called, but uh, apparently Blam. Blam! Blam! Yeah, and I really enjoyed that. That was a, that was a nice little uh, bit of uh, sci-fi delight for my eyeballs. And what would your elevator pitch for it be if you had to give one? A space future where humans have lost control of the machines and they're just mindlessly building this city which has been going on for millennia, and they just treat humans as vermin. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, ba- basically the world has just turned into this massive megastructure that goes on further than anybody knows. So it's just like, there are masses and masses of levels, and there's no hope that anybody could ever traverse it for. And then the main character is hunting for a thing, and just kind of happens upon... Yeah, it's, it's hunting for a human who has this gene that allows them to basically interface with the computer network so that they can hopefully bring this shit under control again. And that goes really well in that film. <laughs> How long is it overall? Is it a long film? Or? I think it's about an hour 40. It, it mm. clips along at a nice place. It's got some... It's got... I mean, I had the... It's one of those kind of like CG animated ones where it's, you know, this CG colouring's obviously been put over a 3D model, which when you first watch it, it's a little jarring at first, but once you hit the flow, it just... Because the whole world is like that, it just works. It's like the Appleseed films, and I really liked those. Mm. But yeah, no, I, I really liked it. It was, yeah, fantastic visuals in that. Uh, nice little kind of... Uh, in the middle... You, it's obviously in the middle of whatever's going on overall in the uh, main plot, this little story that kind of sets the scene, introduces you to this character, and just how fucked up this world is at the moment. I was intrigued enough that I'm probably going to pick up the manga, actually, because I've discovered it's only ten volumes, so that'll be a quite nice, easy one to blitz through. Mm. Yeah, because yeah, they've just released a really nice master edition, or whatever they're calling it, of the manga as well, that's oh, kind well. of uh, a bigger prints, basically kind of remastered as much as you can with manga, so uh, I think that, which is why they've released the film when they have, but... Uh, 
yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, I haven't watched that a while ago. It did it did exactly what it intended to do, making me want to go read the source material because it's uh, it's kind of a nice compartmentalized kind of. It's almost a side story, really, compared to like the 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 big picture of the series proper. Yeah, uh, but it gives us a sort of like little glimpse into the mm. uh, into the big picture and the bigger forces at play in the world. And yeah, it was entertaining in its own right and it's uh, certainly uh, piqued my interest enough that I am probably going to buy <laughs> the manga which you know well done to the guys who made it because they're going to get more money out of me money 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 <laughs> uh, what else have we been watching Andy what's been on your docket recently anything in, anything in particular you wanted to bring up yes I mean I've been as per usual watching a whole bunch of stuff for the, the summer season I'm still horribly behind on some shows because like moving across the country will do that to you um, but yeah, there's a few things that I've been, been kind of enjoying from the, the current season. Um, second season of New Game has been really good. Um, almost a bit of a surprise, really, because the first season of New Game was just pure, outright comedy. The second season has kind of shifted far more towards character development, and uh, it's been kind of interesting to see this sort of group of characters that basically like spend the first season just goofing around in a game development studio because you know it's all it's an easy life developing video games there's no horrible crunch or anything that is life destroying um yeah my, my friends who work in the industry agree with that <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah, at least i assume they do when they're when they're, when they're not crying <laughs> yeah but, to, but but the second season kind of takes them down the the Sort of trajectory of like you know career development and stuff like that so that's been kind of interesting um in a pure comedy sense um Sura Dura Children which is on Crunchyroll has been really cool like it it does a really good job of taking all of your typical romance anime tropes of oh misunderstandings and actually makes it genuinely funny and kind of kind of relatable like there's lots of really good little kind of screw-ups between these kind of teenagers trying to kind of figure out their relationships and and kind of start going out with people and, and it has a lot of really good gags to it so i've been really enjoying that i think the simul dub of that's on funimation now at the moment indeed well. it is yes it is also simul dubbing on funimation now so i'm quite curious to see how the dub turns out actually because because uh, i can see that that working quite well for it uh, but i think the thing that that both me and you jeremy because i kind of dragged you down this train by telling you <laughs> you had to watch the show is on uh, high dive or hidive to stick with the <laughs> podcast <laughs> canon it, it, it's hidive come on yeah um and that's a uh, princess principle which oh, um, i love this show is a show that is really great like it's it's been surprisingly varied as well because the show starts out as kind of basically like a sort of slightly steampunk tinged spy thriller so it's kind of set in britain um but in a time where london has basically walled itself off from the rest of the the uk because they're all crazy so it's basically post-brexit britain <laughs> let's be honest um and so uh, there, there are all these kind of political machinations because you know the uk is split into these two factions of london and the rest um, and it yeah, basically follows really from <laughs> yeah yeah it basically follows a group of spies who are kind of you know getting involved with these political machinations and you know doing what they have to do in terms of whether it's espionage or kind of you know greasing the wheels of, of the politics going on to, to favor their country um, and so it's kind of the first few episodes are kind of pretty good sort of died in the wall kind of spy premises you know there's mm. your typical like you know shenanigans on a train and all that kind of stuff that you've seen before but done really well um, but as the series has developed it's gone really it's gone quite deep on kind of the character development angle mm. I mean a, a couple of episodes ago at the time of recording this 
there's an entire episode about the backstory of kind of the main spy character, Andre, and the princess of, you know, the titular mm. princess. And the, the entire show kind of nudges occasionally on the fact that, oh, these two characters, like, know each other. They've had a mm. relationship in the past. Like, they're, they're friends, basically. Mm. But, it, but it never... It never so it never really sets as to how they know that. Yeah. And it's always there's always this feeling in the background of there's something to this, but what is it? Yeah. And they sort of throw out a few lines which it which when you look back really do imply things. Mm. Yeah. But it just they always allude to it, but then as you mentioned, this episode was where they decided to cover it. Yeah, and they, they just go deep on the origins of these two characters, their relationship, and it kind of turns some pretty significant elements of the head and those of those characters and, and their story like on, on its head completely um, and it's kind of telling that when that episode aired in Japan suddenly all the pre-orders for the Japanese Blu-rays shot through the roof on Amazon because everybody was sort of like oh okay like this has suddenly got really interesting mm. but yeah it's, got, it's a really good blend of elements like it has a good cast of characters it knows when to have fun like it has the best cricket scene you'll ever see in oh anything. my god like <laughs> do you want right mini spoiler but you pick, we need to talk about this so Keith there is a there is a character which for, for one of a way of phrasing it is a ninja she's a Japanese ninja who is having to live in Britain and part of the story like revolves around her basically being racially abused by us Brits just going ah oh, you oriental what are you doing here so again it's pretty much what they say Britain. yeah well pretty much current Britain and so it's so they sort of delve into her backstory and about her sort of trying to, you know, get used to the culture and learning about the culture and whatnot. And there's one moment where she's suddenly playing cricket. She's like at the school and she's playing cricket with everyone else. And she's like, right, get, I'm getting ready to bowl this is someone else. And then suddenly she drops into like a ninja stance though she's holding it like a sword. And she gets, it gets bowled and she just does a backswing and clobbers it like it's a flipping home run. <laughs> it's the best use of a cricket bat in an anime ever. Nice. Yeah, it is. It and, is. Uh, and also just to see a cricket bat in an anime as well is pretty unique <laughs> in itself. Yeah, actually, with all the sporting animes out there, how long do you reckon it's going to be before we see a cricket one? Yeah, we've, we've got to get there eventually. Yeah, they've sure got to work through all the sports at some point. <laughs> well, you know, there, there have been enough baseball anime, so... <laughs> yeah, but baseball is a big thing in Japan. Oh, it's massive. Have you ever seen the video clips online of, like, of oh, the crowds and stuff? Oh, God, yeah. It's yeah, mental. I know. It's a huge thing over there. But, uh, but, but back to Princess Principle, just... This show, I love the feel, the look of it, the soundtrack as well is phenomenal to, mm. to accompany it. Yes. The other thing which, another element which I only figured out later on when I started actually reading the episode titles properly, but the episode numbers don't correspond. Uh, hang on. Uh, again, another potential mini spoiler here, people, because I don't know yet if this is going to lead to anything down the line. But I've noticed that like so episode four for example it may be say like case five name of the name of the story then episode five might be case 12 name of the story and then there were a couple episodes where it was like the numbers didn't correlate sequentially so then i started joining some dots of oh okay so that's maybe what led to that there's that character again this is clearly set before what we just saw and it's like loads of different elements, but it's not actually in, in a linear direction. Yeah, but so it doesn't it, impact it to a point. So is it pulling a back on it then? I think so, but not as not as direct. 
because 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 well, Lacano was pretty obvious about it. Yeah, so. but uh, it's but it's also as well because when they're delving into because the episodes at the moment are very much sort of delving into character backstories and sort of elaborating on things that have happened, and there's again without trying to sort of say too much for anyone who wants to watch it. There's a very prominent ending to one of the episodes, which you would think would probably lead to some monumental shit in the next episode. And it's just a totally different story. And that's when I suddenly realised, oh, this episode is set before the one we just watched. Because I noticed the episode titles and like the case numbers and stuff. So it's a, it's a nice, interesting thing. And whether it's all going to come to head, I mean, how many episodes is this, this um, going to be? I don't know whether it's being confirmed. Oh, no, it is a 12-episode series. It's so only 12? So, yeah, only three episodes to go. It's a fucking standard these days, isn't it? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean... It's, this is why I prefer binge-watching for shows like that, because a week-by-week week can be a real pain in the ass. Yeah, this is what I do. To, especially if you're prone to mm. forget stuff easily. Yeah, this is what I've been doing. That's probably maybe why I noticed that more. Because I was binge watching him the other day, just sort of doing, doing a big bingey yeah. catch up. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd realised it wasn't in chronological order, but I will admit I hadn't noticed the case number bit being out of sequence to uh, to back that up. So that that makes a whole lot of sense. There you go. But uh, but yeah, the soundtrack is great. I mean, for, for people's reference, it's Yuki Kajira who did the sort of online soundtrack amongst other things. Um, and the opening theme is fantastic as well. It's basically like you if you take see this opening theme, yeah, if if you take your typical anime opening theme mixed with a James Bond opening theme, you've pretty good much got the start of Princess Principle, and it works so well. It's really nicely animated opening as well, so it's it's very cool. I mean, obviously, we have no idea how this this current season of it is going to end. Maybe it'll be a thing where they say it's coming back for another season. Mm-hmm. I would. This is genuinely obviously depending how the story plays out within the next couple episodes but I would love to see this continue to be something longer and God knows whether we would actually get a license for it or not I would love for us to get this show but I honestly don't know if it will be possible or not but either way people I definitely say go out of your way and watch this it's worth alone just trying out Hidive with the free trial and just binge watching the episodes why not give it a whirl it's a perfect reason to it's such a good watch mm, yeah absolutely yeah and it, it feels like it feels like a series even if they close off the current story like it it's a world that they can go back to, you know, having this whole kind of spy organisation, like, you know, you could make films, you could make sequel series, you could actually keep that franchise going if uh, if they so wish. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how that pans out, I guess. Indeed. And uh, anything else that's been on uh, on your docket or taking your fancy? Because admittedly, I've, I've not had a chance to watch any more My Hero Academia or Dragon Ball Super yet. Yeah, My Hero Academia continues to be great. Um, it even had a really good anime original episode, which was a, oh, weird, really? a weird one because they, they basically announced up front in the next episode preview, like, hey, this is anime original, whereas most shows kind of try to huh. back away from slip that and yeah, slip it in and hope nobody notices. But it was actually quite avert about it. And it kind of fills in a gap that the manga just never had time to, to do because... You know, all all the characters. Actually, it helps improve on the source. Yeah, exactly. Like all the characters go on their work experience effectively, and a lot of that it focuses on certain events within that, and then just kind of cans the rest. Whereas this episode goes into the characters that don't really feature in that, and say, "Oh, hey, here's what they got up to on their work experience," which works out quite well. And it also has has a whole bunch of Sulu in it, who's the best character, so that also helps. Hmm. Um, So yeah, so that's that's still good. Um, I need to catch up on Welcome to the Ballroom. I've fallen way behind on that, and I, I need to, to get back on that wagon. Um, talking of Hidive, uh, Made in Abyss is also really cool on there. Um, yeah, you've mentioned this to me a couple of times, but you've not had a chance to watch it. What would your elevator pitch for it be? Um, if only they had an elevator, because they basically, it's an entire kind of community built around a literal abyss. It's just this like bottomless <laughs> pit. Um, and. 
Okay. Everything is built up around it because there are all kinds of relics and important and valuable things kind of in the various levels of this abyss. Um, the problem is the deeper you go, the deeper the um, physical and psychological effects on the people who traverse it. So if you go down, you know, to like the first level of, of this massive kind of hole in the ground, you'll maybe get a nosebleed or a headache. That's kind of it. When you start getting down to the deeper levels, you start like hallucinating. Yeah, the so so, the old gods. That kind yeah, of thing. there's some, some weird stuff going on. Um, and into the midst of this, the show follows kind of a bunch of, of basically orphans who have kind of been trained to, to traverse this abyss and kind of effectively sort of work almost as like slave labor, just kind of, you know, mining this abyss for useful stuff. Um, and into the midst of this, that the main character, Rico, happens upon this robot boy, basically, who has arms that he can extend massively. He basically has, like, a cannon hand that he can fire and fuck shit up, for want of a better <laughs> phrase. Um, and uh, so... The fuckest arms. Yeah, and so she kind of falls in with this robot. Um, her, her own mother is kind of lost in the depths of this abyss, and, like, her... Her history is unknown, effectively, like whether she's still alive or not, you know, so on and so forth. And so she sets off on this journey to to go into the depths of this abyss, kind of deeper than anybody's ever been before, as it were. Um, and uh, that's kind of where the story goes. But there are some real big twists and turns in it. The world building is both fantastic and gorgeous. Like the the visuals are really striking. Like there are all these great kind of monster designs. And just like the world as a whole, it has just the right balance of being appealing, but it always feels like it could be deadly around every corner. You know, at one minute it's all kind of luscious greenery, and then suddenly there's something kind of really stark or threatening that just, you know, suddenly come, kind of comes into shot, and you realise, oh, this isn't actually a really nice, safe place after all. Um, but yeah, I'm not quite sure kind of where it's heading ultimately or down obviously but in, in broader terms um but yeah it's, it's a really good show like it's one of those shows you can kind of just soak in the world and the rest of it just sort of falls into place off the back of that. that 12 episodes or do you reckon um that is going to run to uh no it's 13 episodes ah, present, 13. So, yeah you have a whole extra episode to enjoy <laughs> um so yeah again based on an ongoing manga so it may be one that gets extended out and they go back to because okay. it feels like it could it could run and run so it's going to be one of those shows that will be interesting if they can find a good stopping point for this season because mm. you know it's a pretty epic story it's clearly you know that's how it's set up to be is you know, journeying journey into these these vast depths and mm. you know they're, they're not that far down thus far <laughs> spoiler um, so uh, you know <laughs> I, 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 want, I want to see where they where they leave things whether they can find a good jumping off point for it and that's Made in Abyss Made so. in Abyss yeah come on yeah, you can watch that on Hidive everybody as you can Princess Principal mm. uh, any, any other business you want to touch on anything in general been watching Oh. Any random? Well, should, there is one more thing I can mention, but uh, you should also mention recreators. Is still awesome. That has a couple. I need to catch up on this. I've got really a bunch. Do. I've got a bunch of it queued up on my Amazon Prime account. Yeah, I, I keep telling you this, but yeah, you do absolutely need to catch up on it. It is really, really fantastic, and a couple of episodes to run, and I have no idea how it's going to end, but I can't wait to see it. Mm. Awesome. Well, uh, the only other one I'll, I will mention I've been watching, which is not coming title of ours, everybody. It is Gundam Double Zeta. 
because we've got part one coming out in October. Hooray. And uh, yeah, I've been going through the discs for that. And uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, how did it work out? I think I blitz what I had to blitz watch it because we were on a bit of a time crunch and whatnot. I think I managed to get through all 25 within what worked out a day and a half. You're a beast, Jeremy, a beast. I also probably lost a bit of my sanity doing it as well. But uh, you know what? Double Zeta is a really interesting animal because a couple of my friends who are massive Gundam fans, they have told me, categorically, they said, mate, when you get to Double Zeta, I don't envy you. Like, they pretty much told me, that show is shit. They, that's how they sold it to me. It's like, well, why? And I just went, it's just, it's awful. Following on from Zeta, it's awful. I went, well, why? It just is. It's like, okay. <laughs> and then, right, so, so no actual concrete reason. Yeah, and then like... It's and just it, bad. Pretty much. And then, one of my, and then one of my friends elaborated a bit more. He just said, ah, they, they changed the whole tone of the show... And it doesn't feel like a proper follow-on to Zeta. Like they, they really do a number on some of the characters. It's like, okay. And then I said, well, look, either way, I'm going to have to watch it at some point. So I'll, I'll let you know what I think. So I, I start watching it. And the first episode, which, uh, which in itself actually is worth noting, everybody, uh, it's actually a prologue episode. So it's not actually part of the core series. So when you actually get it, if you've already watched Zeta, just skip to episode two because that's actually where the actual Double Zeta series in inverted commas begins, because that first episode is pretty... is It's somehow a prologue of all of Mobile Suit Gundam and Gundam Zeta in about 23 minutes. Considering they, they previously recapped those as three movies apiece of like two hours each. Yeah, right. That's the kind of... An achievement or lunacy? I'm not sure which. I, don't know. I, I, I saw Kill the Kill condense half a series into 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah. I'd, say tw- I'd say 23 minutes for a prologue, even True. for that much Gundam. It's probably a bit long. They could have done it. In yeah, five right. Tops. But um, so in, in all fairness, everybody, like if you need a, if you need like a refresher is the way I would put it when it comes to what's been going on. You've maybe not watched it in a while. Give it a watch. But otherwise, you can literally just skip to episode two. And the main thing about the show is, it's in doing a bit of research on it, it's clear it's gone for a more child-friendly feel about it. There's a lot of comedy in the show that the main protagonists that they establish are a lot more loose in their behaviour, is how I would phrase it. There's a lot, for example, like Captain Bright, he, he pretty much says, why has my ship become a daycare at one point? Because that's how it gets to. He's like, they're having to like try and catch chickens that have escaped on their supply run. There's oranges being thrown everywhere. There's like loads of random stuff happening. But you know what? On a baseline level, if someone is going straight from Mobile Suit Gundam Zeta, where, without elaborating too much, but slight spoiler if you've not watched the end of it, everybody, it's pretty much like the opening battle scene of Saving Private Ryan in those last two episodes. It's carnage. And suffice to say, not many of the characters may make it back. And then you get to this show, and it's suddenly got a really fun feel about it. There are still some of the characters left over from Zeta, but they're really putting the focus on this fun feel about it. It's something that you know anyone could get into and have a have a laugh with watching. So which we've just been through a hor- the horrible psychological hell of war, so you know let's let's uh, forget about that and you know have some fun. Is that in, in some saying? ways, that's kind of how it feels. But you know what? There is a wonderful '80s charm to this show. And there is some... It, I do like the 80s. As do I. It's fair to say there are some comedy moments where even I kind of went, oh man, that's stretching it. But you know what? In the context of the show, it actually works. And they go for this really fun feel. It sort of builds up throughout. But then suddenly, about... I want to say maybe 
two thirds to three quarters of the way through our part one release, the tone suddenly gets to being really serious again. And it's like, oh, oh crap, this got serious all of a sudden. Oh crap. That escalated quickly. And, and the, the way I really realized this is that, uh, again, tr try not to give away too much because it's the first time it's being released ever in the UK. So I don't want to say too much, but there are, there's a notable tonal shift from a particular point. And you can figure it out if you keep track maybe of the death toll when that tonal shift is. That, that's kind of all I'll say to it, but it's a very prominent moment. <laughs> don't, 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 tell me, don't tell me they kill the chickens. <laughs> oh no, you never kill the chickens if you not played Zelda. <laughs> but, but you know what as well? The soundtrack is also really good fun. The opening theme, which... Shit, is that what happens? Somebody kills a chicken and then just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the chicken empire advances. Who knew Breath of the World was influenced by Gundam Double Zeta? <laughs> but, but Gundam Double Zeta... I can understand why many hardcore Gundam fans may not like it, but I like to think I'm... I really want to get more into the Gundam franchise. That's why I'm so into being involved in it as much as I can here at work. And I think having the gap between Zeta and Double Zeta was probably beneficial for me to really be able to take in the show while I was QCing it. And I think also, and some people may vehemently disagree, but I also want to stake a claim in saying, if you've not seen a Gundam show but perhaps you don't want to dive right back to Mobile Suit Gundam or you've heard Zeta is really good, but maybe you, you want something a bit of a lighter tone as an introduction, maybe Double Zeta is the way to go. Beca uh, because it is, it's got a more friendlier approach to it, I would say. It's something that I think, again, I'm, I'm anticipating loads of Gundam fans to try and want to strangle him with me saying this, but I think if it's an introduction to the world of Gundam on a baseline level, just get used to the idea of Mobile Suits, the different characters, the world building. I think this could be, a couple episodes of this could be a really good introduction for people. And, and then once you've watched that, you can uh, see how they got where they are by viewing the psychological trauma in uh, Mobile Suit Gundam and mm. Zeta Gundam. Yeah, because I mean, obviously many people say that the movie trilogy, which we've released and out of print now, unfortunately, the limited edition set, but we're hoping we might be able to do something again with that in the future, aren't we, Keith? The limited edition set. We don't know for sure yet, do we? We, we don't know. We're investigating options, but uh, don't expect anything soon on that front because yeah. there's all sorts going on with that one. Yeah, so uh, yeah, just to, in case anyone was wondering about that, but we know that the movie trilogy has been described as probably the best way just to go balls to the wall head first into really one of I watched that and I was like, damn, I mean, this, you know, it's a you know, 1979 show, mm. and I've got to admit, when I went in first went in to watch it, I was like, I wasn't expecting too much. And then as it progressed, and it was like, holy shit, there is, this is, this is some good plot here. Mm. This is some solid character, and this is some terrible stuff that's Yeah, happening. right? Yeah, there was a couple of moments, I was just like, whoa, son! <laughs> it, it, trust me, it, it elaborates even more in the series. Oh, because there's a bunch God. of stuff they did have to cut out from those films, but I know many people have said those three films are probably the best way if you want to go right back to the beginning yeah. and dive in. Yeah, that, that's exactly how I did it as well, mm. you know, I, I didn't want to come since trying to watch the entire show, but I wanted to start getting into Gundam, having watched some of the Origin and the Thunderbolt and stuff like mm. that. So that is a really good way to do it because, you know, it's not a massive time sink and, it, you know, anime has a bad rap for poor recap movies, but those Gundam ones are really strong. So definitely worth checking in, yeah. out. But, but yeah, so honestly, I would say if you want to give something a try, many people would say give Zeta a shot at this point because that's, it is arguably the best series in the eyes of many fans. 
it's definitely up there for me, but admittedly, I've still got a massive soft spot for Gundam Wing, especially after being able to sample some of uh, the HD remastered footage that's been made available on the uh, the Gundam Info YouTube channel. After sampling that, some that, of that, that, that will get you some Gundam hatred. I think. I mean, I know Wing is popular, but uh, you'll get people who say you prefer Wing over Universal Century. Well, this is the thing. Wing was the first one I ever saw. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. It was for a lot of people. I'm. I'm the worst kind of Gundam fan, though, and that my favourite show is G Gundam. <laughs> <laughs> but, but is it? But is that because it's one of the first ones you saw, or it's ones that you went out of your way to? Because I think you said you imported it from the from the original US release, didn't you? Yeah, I did. That's I, it's not the first one I saw. Again, I think the first Gundam show I ever saw was Wing mm. on uh, late night Sci-Fi. I actually got introduced to G Gundam by a couple of friends of mine. Actually, I said you have to watch this, and I started watching it. I was like, "What the hell?" And it's, like, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. <laughs> I see. I've not seen it yet, and I, I'm holding out for if we can do a Blu-ray release of it because that's when I want to watch oh, it. Oh, that yeah. would be good. Yeah, if if we were ever to get that, yeah, we, we need. Well, I've I've got this. I've got my import US import set, so we'll have to sit mm. down one weekend, and I can show you some of the glory. <laughs> got, I love that show. It is. Re- Ridiculous, but it is abs- It's so much fun. Mm. So much fun. But, but but to conclude the double D to talk, everyone, I honestly think it's worth giving a shot. If if you're someone that really doesn't like the tonal shift, totally get and understand that because it may not sync well with you or slide well with you, whichever the best tone of phrase is to use. But Gundam Double Zeta Part 1 will be coming in October, and to keep with our Gundam collection side of things, the first 1,000 units that are being made, which, for the record, is the only version you can buy day one, so don't worry, no matter where you order it, you'll get the box. But the first 1,000 units will come with a box to hold both Part 1 and Part 2 in, which will be released, obviously, in the near future. And uh, you'll be able to pre-order that closer to release date at alltheanime.com, but you can pre-order it now from the likes of Amazon and Zavi. So if you want to get your pre-orders in early, get, get in early and pre-order it. <laughs> well, that's kind of the point, really, isn't yeah, it? I know, yeah. right? So, uh, so yeah, so there you go, some Gundam Double Zeta talk. And uh, if people want to throw any rebuttals at me, as it were, to my thoughts on Double Zeta, feel free, because I'm genuinely curious, because I've watched it and I've really enjoyed it. There are some parts of it which even I'm like, wow, really? You're stretching it a bit? But when you think about the time it was made, the, 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 definite, the definite shift of demographic they were aiming for, it, it kind of makes sense. And also, the, the opening theme song is permanently stuck in my head like the Escaflone theme is. I, I was going to say, I mean, we haven't addressed the elephant in the room that Gundam Zeta is not an anime. Yeah, the opening theme, the opening lyrics are, Not an anime! Oh, right, really? And it just says that quite a lot. It, that's pretty much the name of the theme song. No, I mean... Anime Janai! No, I, I just quite enjoyed when I uh, started working on that one, the uh, shift in art style from... Because there is a specific style of anime art that you just know that is 80s. <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, Gun- Gundam just suddenly went f- full on 80s and it was like, yes, yes, I bleed neon. My heart moves to an electro-synth beat. <laughs> this is how we roll. So there we go, folks. I think we're going to wrap up now. We've actually gone a bit longer than I thought we would, so which is cool. So hopefully, I can, hope, well, by the time you're hearing this, you'll know whether I got it up on time or not. But thank you very much. <laughs> but thank you very much for listening, everybody. I'm once, so good for that. <laughs> once again, everybody, if you are in Glasgow tomorrow, the 9th of September, make sure you come along to the Glasgow GFT for the UK premiere of Night is Short, Walk on Girl, featuring a Q&A with director Masaki Yuasa. And then on the 11th of September in London at Picturehouse Central in Piccadilly, there will be a special event there screening the night is short, followed by a Q&A with Masaki Uasa. 
as well. And if you can't come to either of those, everybody, you will be able to catch it in selected cinemas on the 4th of October this year. More information to follow over the coming month. Guys, thank you very much for your time. Anything else you wanted to make mention of before we close out? Uh... No, I'm just, otherwise I'll just swear at a friend of mine who is... Uh... Sorry. No, no, because bloody uh, the, the XCOM expansion is apparently on sale and I've been deliberately avoiding buying it because I know that's going to destroy what little free time I have left. Original XCOM or XCOM 2? XCOM 2. Uh, no, I never played the second one because everyone said it was too hard and I'm a wimp. Uh, no, no, seriously, so fucking good. It is, it is a beautiful update of the game. Uh, I need to get on that then. No, it is, yeah, I, yeah it's fucking marvellous. And fuck you, Dave, for, <laughs> for making me aware of the sale on the bloody expansion because I'm really going to buy the sodding thing now. You know what you really need to get, Keith? You know what you really need to get? What? You need to get wind jammers on PS4. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we have we have jammed some wind over the last week, it's a, as it were. It's a port of an arcade game released in Japan. Was it on the SNK? Or was it arcade then on SNK? Um, yeah, yeah, it came out on Neo Geo. Thank you, that's what it was, yeah, not SNK. Um, it's basically, it's a flying disc game. So kind of imagine extreme ping pong. Yeah. Or frisbee. It's, yeah, there you yeah, go. It is basically pong with a frisbee, effectively. It's pong with power-ups. And power-ups, yes, indeed. And, and a dog. You're not really you're not really selling it to me at you, the moment, though. I'm just okay. Do you want? You, you, we'll get me. You play this later, right? You you need go and buy wind jammers, people. It's great. Andy and I the other day spent about three hours playing it. Yeah, it's, it's only like eleven ninety nine as well. You can get it on yeah. Vtran PS4, mm-hmm. so it's, it's cross buy. And uh, and also one thing that's really cool, you can use an arcade stick on it. Cause that's what we did around at mine. I need a second controller and all I have is an arcade stick. We plugged it in. It freaking works. It's, it's, literally, it's a two-button game. So, yeah, it's, uh, it, it works just fine. But if you like some old-school arcade action, like it is such good fun. Definitely play some Windjammers. And to everyone playing Yakuza Kiwami, I hope you're enjoying it because I'm not through Zero yet, so I ain't playing it anytime soon. And then to anybody playing oh. Destiny 2, like I'll be there in a week when I have a house and broadband <laughs> again. <laughs> Have they taken your house? Well, no, I just don't have it yet. Oh, God, frustration. God. But uh, anyway, guys, thank you very much for listening. We will talk to you... Yeah, there will be one next week. There's something going on next week, which I've forgotten. But there will be a podcast next Friday. We'll work it. We'll see you next Friday, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.